Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 41. You're probably listening to this later in the week. We release these on Thursdays, typically, but we record them on the weekend before. So we usually do it on Friday or Saturday, but this week we did it Sunday afternoon. That's right now. That's right now. It's Sunday afternoon, and we are dealing with what just happened hours ago. Of course, you know about it. We all know about it. Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven other people killed in a horrific helicopter crash. It's terrible. Shockingly awful. I don't... We're all still trying to figure what's going on here. I know it's going to be late in the week and we, people have processed by then, but we're, we're dealing with it right now. And look, we're not some show that's going to give you something profound to hear about this. You know, we're just two idiots talking about TV shows and movies. You know, we're a fun show, but Kobe. He's as L.A. as it gets, man. He is L.A. I'll, I'll give you my, my Kobe thing, and then you have a you have something even more pertinent, I think. But my whole thing is, you know, I moved here five years ago, and for me, I've had this love affair with L.A. since I was very young. To me, the most L.A. things in the world are the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, and the Dodgers. And those are things that I've loved since I was very young. So when I came here, I got to see Kobe play uh, a few years ago. Incredible. And it's such and such a, a loss, man. I mean, he really, by all accounts, is um, has done a lot for his community. And to me, it's like, it's like who else should be the mayor of L.A. besides, uh, what's his name? It should have been Kobe. You know, it's just, it's too bad. I'm shocked. I think everyone's in shock. It's like uh, Princess Diana and the, you know, the car crash. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. He's world-renowned. Everybody in the world knows Kobe. Even if you're not a basketball fan, you know who Kobe Bryant is. He won an Oscar. Dude won an Oscar like two years ago. Yeah. For a short film, Dear Basketball, which is incredible. I don't know where. I'm sure that's streaming somewhere to bring it back to our thing a little bit. And John Williams did the score, if I oh, remember. Oh, John it. Williams. Yeah. So My so ultimate hero. He's got that that lives on forever, and that's... Uh, you know, part of why we review stuff because it does live past the creators. So it does. It doesn't help today, though. It's weird because I was ready. I had some fun news to talk about from last night, and this just—I don't know, man. It's it's rough. It's a rough day. I don't know what's more to say. Really, we're gonna move on, but yeah. it's definitely tainted everything we're talking about, and will for everybody, especially in Los Angeles, for weeks and months. Yeah, he's at the heart of the city, and uh, we're going to miss him. He is L.A. Yep. All right. Good news. Okay. Fun news, if we can. Let's try. Yeah, I was at a party last night for my buddy, uh, Scott, who's a listener, and uh, some of our fans showed up. <laughs> okay. We, just so you know, we have fans of the podcast. They're mo- out there. Your mom was there. And my mom my came. Mom. My father came back from the dead. It, it was amazing. No, um, listeners, these guys are, uh, they work on South Park. They're, oh, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. Right? They're animators on there. And I want to give a huge shout out to Neil, John, and Dave for going out of their way to come and talk to me and say how much they loved it. And the funniest thing was within like eight seconds of saying they listened to it, 
He goes, where's Joe? <laughs> right? That's cool. I wish like, I would have been there, man. Like that we actually hang out or something. You know, like 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 yeah. we're a package deal. Like everywhere I go, you go. I thought we did. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know you were going last they, they night. They have no idea. Like as soon as the mic shut off, we're like at each other's throats. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's ugh. not true. They, thank you guys for uh, asking where I was. I appreciate that. They, they sound like cool guys. Yeah, and they had great input and what they love about the show. And it was. Uh, it's the first time I've really encountered people out in the real world that you know say, "Hey, we're fans." So. Wow. Thank you so much, guys. It uh, it really affected me last night, and we appreciate it big time. Again, that's Neil, John, and Dave uh, that work on South Park in the animation department. So we can't thank you guys enough. Keep listening. We're glad you enjoy it. Oh, keep making South Park, dude, for forever. Yeah. Please never stop making South Park. I love that show. All right. Let's actually get into uh, why we're here. Before, yeah. though, before we get into it, we wanted <laughs> – I'm sorry. I know we have a lot going on. But we wanted to mention the postcards. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I thought we were going to do it at the end, but that's oh, fine. Oh, you want to do it at the end? No, that's fine. We'll do it now. So okay. so, so we talked last week about this mysterious magazine that, by the way, nobody has received except for me. No I, one. I don't know where it came from, but I got this like inch and a half thick. It's over there on the counter. Um, magazine from Netflix that's just about their shows. And included in it was two postcards. Now, one of them is for the politician and one of them is for Klaus, which yes. Demo loved and I love the politician. So we don't know what to do with these things. I feel I would feel bad throwing them away. So I feel like if somebody leaves a review or sends us an Instagram message or a Twitter or whatever, uh, we'll mail you uh, one of these. How about this? We'll take the first two that we think are, are cool. You'll send the one for the politician and I'll send the one for Klaus. Okay. So you either get one from Joe or one from me, Demo. Yeah, just send DM. Don't like post it public, probably, but send us your address and we'll mail you one of these things. Because otherwise, they're just going to sit on my table forever. So. Right. Just a fun way to say, hey, we appreciate you know you listening and everything. Yeah, we'll write we'll we'll write something weird on it. I'm sure. And we'll know if we get no responses that uh, things are not good. Yeah, we'll. See. <laughs> but I, I, I say to you, things are good, Joe. Things are good, man. You got this, some new equipment lately. We've got some fun new stuff. We're going to mess around with some uh, buttons today. Right. The show's evolving in front of our eyes. Yes. And you know how that happens? How? Money. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Speaking of money, we need some investors, man. We need some advertisers. So if you want to be a a sponsor of the show, we will plug your uh, website, your business, your whatever, as much as you want. We'll say whatever you want. We'll say that we've tried it and liked it, even if we haven't. We can be bought very easily. Easily. Yeah, we're cheap. We're super cheap. Uh, so uh, you can email us about that, too. Uh, should we review some shows? Or yes. What? Why not? We've only been here for 20 minutes. Okay. You, All right. Go ahead. Thank you. Our first show is a Netflix original series that just premiered. It is Dracula. Now, this is a production in conjunction with BBC One in England. It's three episodes. Each one is about an hour and a half each. So you're looking at about four and a half hours total running time here. And it stars Clace Bang. I got to get that name right. Hold on. That can't be right. C-L-A-E-S. He's Danish. I don't Klaas, know how it's Klaas pronounced. Klaase Bang? The, the Bang's the, the last name for sure. Either way, it works. Right? It's a cool name. And then Dolly Wells. Ah. He's Danish. She's English. They are both fantastic. They are the reason to watch this. Okay. Now, this is a show that says it's based on the Bram Stoker book. Have you ever read it? Oh, yeah. 
You read it. Yeah, I did when I was very young. Okay. So it starts off and you're like, okay, yeah, I thought they were just redoing the, you know, I'm like, all right, I don't know if I want another version of the book. Guess what? Uh-uh. They it's, nothing, are, it's nothing like it, It's book. nothing. I mean, they take parts of the book, little, you know, character names and concepts as, as a springboard and then just go, you know, 180 with it to the point where you're like, okay, I'm watching Dracula on Tinder. Okay. Okay, that's an interesting uh, way to put it. Yeah, that's that's where it, that's where it ends up. Okay, so it's three episodes, and I can say that the first one is fantastic, but by the end, I feel like it falls short. The first one, or the whole thing. The whole thing. By no. the end, it's like I don't think they know where they were going. Now, here's the thing: the showrunners are Mark Gaddis, who's also an actor. You've seen him in a lot of things, and Stephen like Moffat. The- I've seen Mark Gaddis in what? He was in Sherlock, and he also had a, a role on Game of Thrones. Of oh, course. he's a BBC guy. He's a BBC okay. guy. All right, but these are these are the guys that produced Sherlock, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Yeah. Now I never watched that show. No. But they got the go ahead to to uh, reimagine Dracula, and he shows up in this in the third episode as Renfield, the lawyer for Dracula. I'm starting to drift off a little bit, I'll be honest with you. You're, you're, you're losing focus? A little bit. Okay. Well, what can I take? You know what we're going to do, Joe, to give you a tone in the field to this? We're going to play a clip. I've seen part of this, by the way. You have. We'll talk about that after, but play the clip. Go ahead. Okay. You may tell me everything that occurred in the time you spent with the Count of this castle. Your dinners, your conversations, your intimate moments. Your life may depend on your complete honesty. Do you understand what I'm asking you? I think so. I'm asking Mr. Harker if you had sexual intercourse with Count Dracula. What? Right? That's kind of the general gist what? of the show. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're taking elements and then doing their own thing with it entirely. <laughs> that's about as far as I, I watched where the fly went in his eye and then came out his mouth. And I watched that part. I watched like two thirds of the first episode. And then thing. you bailed. I was like, don't like, eh, not into it. See, I, I enjoyed it. I did, especially the first episode. So I'm kind of on the fence of where I want to go with this because I loved the take they did with, with Van Helsing, the vampire killer. Yeah. I really liked what they did with that character. I thought it was very creative. And Dracula and Van Helsing, their relationship is the cornerstone of this show. And I feel like that's what makes the show worth watching. Two great performances. They're a lot of fun. They're campy. There's a great level of horror in this, but camp. But it, it runs out of steam by the end. I think campy is the best possible word to describe because I when I was watching I was like what am I watching is this a comedy is it a drama is it I mean there were jokes I like 40 minutes in I didn't know if it was a comedy or drama that's not a good sign I think it set a fun tone it's fun but like I said it it doesn't know how to stick the landing the the uh the third episode the final hour and a half did not work for me it's Dracula in present day and while there's a lot of fun that comes with it, it story-wise, I felt like it didn't work for me. I'm going to say this, binge the first episode and then purge the rest. Even though it ends on a cliffhanger, ah, I'm, I'm, it, overall it's a purge, unfortunately. Now this has a 69% with the critics and a 56% with audiences. I'd say that's right on the money. 
I thought this was like 10 one-hour episodes. You're, it's, you're saying it's only three and they're an hour and a half each? Four and a half hours are they, total. Are they related or is it an anthology? They are related, but they're all, they all feel like their own little movie in a way. But are, do you have to watch one to watch the others? Yes. It's okay. not an anthology okay. in any way. Okay. It's following these two characters, Dracula and Van Helsing. They're, 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 the, they're the crux of it. And I would watch this for those two performances. I feel like what they do in the final third negates some of that. But that first episode is a lot of fun. Binge that. Purge the rest. Okay. So Demo says binge one, purge two, and three. Dracula on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the right one? I don't know. <laughs> We're still experimenting. Hold on. I'm let's, cut that wait, hold out. on. Hold on. Episode one. Right? Yeah, it's a binge. Episode two and three. Did that work, anybody? <laughs> Tell us if that sucked or not. If I'm you're sure like, lose they will. the buttons. I'm sure they will. We don't need them. We just need you two idiots. Yeah, right. All right, what do you got? We talked earlier about I often bring some obscure uh, things to the table. Yeah. I have two documentaries today, and I'll do them back to back. Okay. First of all, I have a documentary called At the Drive-In. Ever heard of it? Nope. Of course not. It's available on Fandango Now streaming service. They have a streaming service? Apparently. Do you have to pay for this? uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. And it's on uh, Apple iTunes also. Oh, all right. Uh, So At the Drive-In. Let me tell you a little bit about this. Movies stopped being put out on a reel-to-reel for, you know, 10 years ago or something. Right? Yeah, everything like, went digital. Yeah, so if you go to, like, a theater, a Regal Cinema down the street, they're not putting a reel on a projector. They're putting a uh, digital DCP. file. Yeah, they're putting a DCP, mm-hmm. like our sponsors, best yep. DCP. So for a lot of places, uh, that's an expensive conversion. Like, to the tune of about $50,000 it costs Whoa. for a digital uh, projector. I mean, think about it. You're shooting it 200 yards out into the dark onto a screen and trying to play it in 4K still or whatever. So it's expensive. So not every drive-in theater could afford to make that conversion. That's why a lot of drive-in theaters closed down 10 or 15 years ago. Not so much because people weren't interested, but because... They, they couldn't get the prints. Exactly, exactly. So uh, this is a documentary about uh, the Mahoning Drive-In Theater near Allentown, Pennsylvania. I mean, this place is in the middle of nowhere. This is a small town. It's like kind of all they have there is a drive-in theater, and people would come. I mean, Allentown's not a small, super small place, but people would come out there to the burbs to go watch movies in their car, right? Because of what we just talked about, they couldn't get all the new movies, so they became kind of a cult classics theater. So they'd play um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So they'd, they'd, they'd play what they could get on 35 millimeter film or whatever it is, the reel to reel stuff. People would come in costumes. It'd be a big uh, party. They'd barbecue. Like it was, it was a big like community type of thing, but the business model didn't work because how much are you going to pay to go to a drive-in movie? Five bucks maybe. And that's for everybody in my car. Okay. So let's say it's 15 and, and you go once a week. It's hard to pay people to work there. For that, right? And right. the snack bar and everything. So they went out of business, basically. I mean, there was no way to uh, to stay in business. But people worked there for free. They really, like, the community, like, rallied around these people. And this is a really good story about people who care so much about something. I wish I cared as much about anything as the people who work at this drive-in care about the movies. 
that they show there. Um, it's a really like tight family type of thing. It's an interesting look at uh, parts of America that don't get on TV a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really good. It's so obscure. There are no Rotten Tomatoes reviews. None. I wrote one today, but I don't think that that counts. It does not. No. Now, this was directed by Alexander Manelli, and he just shows, you know, you see these guys sleeping on air mattresses in the place. I mean, they're just doing everything to keep this alive. It's so important to this group of people that they keep the drive-in theater alive. And it doesn't matter if 10 people come. It's just so important to them. And I think there's a larger lesson here. I'm not smart enough to know exactly what it is, but if you watch it, you'll take something away from it. The power of film, Joe. Well, that or community or caring about something um, unconditionally. I don't know what it is, but it was very moving for some weird reason. I would probably be moved by it. You know, I love movies and I love people that are like, you know, fighting the man. Yeah, that that's sort of what it is. There's a lot of that. I feel like this is w- not one of my better reviews, but I got to say... Um, I'm drifting, Joe. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry it's not a cartoon with subtitles. <laughs> this is actual people. Um, so this is called At The Drive-In. It's on Fandango Now, which if you have a smart TV is one of the app options. It's also on Apple TV and iTunes. You can watch it on your phone. Can I look it up on my like my desktop? Can I grab it? Or is it only through this app? Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime right now for free. Really well-made doc, more importantly, because we've talked before about like, oh, I don't really care about race cars, but I like the Paul Newman documentary. Mm -hmm. You know, this is one of those things, even if you're not a like fan of going to the drive-in theater or whatever, this is a really cool and well-made documentary at the drive-in. This is a total binge, man. This is one of the reasons I love doing this show is to tell people about stories like this. It's really good. Cool. I'll check it out, man. Thanks. Okay, here, let's hit the thing. Let's try this out. Hold on. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. We're pl- there we go. It's a binge. It's a binge. Yay. I don't know if this is going to make it. I don't know, man. What, I don't know if thing? I'm liking it. The whole episode? Oh, we're going to let this? it. We're going to let it play. We're going to let this play and let people go, yeah, keep the buttons, lose the buttons. I don't know. Okay. I know what my vote is. All right. So- uh, I can say where my vote is, too. <laughs> okay. So the second thing is not uh, as obscure. This is a documentary on Netflix called Long Shot. Mm-hmm. This got some press when it came out uh, two years ago. I think 2017 or something. This is a story of a Dodgers fan named Juan Catalan. He's accused of killing a young woman. He gets convicted. He gets put on death row. He pleads his innocence. He says, it wasn't me. He's wrongfully convicted. Now, I know that you hate wrongful convictions. Oh, it just makes me cringe, Joe. They're wrongly convicted. Yeah, well, it should. Yeah. I, know we, I know I make fun of you for it, but it, it should. Now, he was, he was going to be put to death for a murder. That's crazy. And he said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it, uh, which I imagine a lot of people on death row say. But uh, he said, no, I, I wasn't. His alibi was that he was at a Dodgers game when the murder happened. I know where this is going because I remember this. Well, let me tell the listeners just okay. in case they care. So the, the thing is, he was at a Dodgers game with his daughter. And they happened to be filming an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And he said, I remember they were filming something. Can you look through the footage? You'll find me. You'll see that I was there. Um, And so his lawyer looked through hours and hours and hours of footage. And guess what? Yep. Guess who was in the stands? Amazing. I remember this being on the news. Yeah. 
I can cut that wherever. So <laughs> okay. just, just we so, have to comment on it though. I, I know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So just that's okay. the theme from Curb Your Enthusiasm, and it's important to the story, and that's why we get to use it for free. Right now, this was directed by Jacob Lamandola. They found the guy. He got off. He uh, he's a free man now, as he should be. This was an incredibly well-made documentary as well. Um, this is a case of a TV show saving someone's life, literally. Yeah. Right. It's amazing, man. I mean, people think it's all it's all fun and games, but um, there's a guy who was on death row and now he's free because he was an accidental background extra on Larry David's. HBO I remember show. that episode. Yeah. Is that the one where he, he picks he up picks a hooker, a, a so, hooker he so he can the... take the you know. So he can take the carpool. The car- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's perfect. Uh, it's, it's exactly what you would expect. But, and it uh, saved a life. It literally saved someone's life. Amazing. Um, the documentary is incredible. Uh, now, funny story. So this girl that I went to high school with, or actually she might have gone to the other high school, but we had mutual friends. Very nice girl named Megan. Her sister was the uh, unit production manager for this documentary and also for Uncut Gems. Oh, so, right on. Anyway, uh, thanks to uh, my friend Megan's sister for producing this doc because it was great. It's a binge for me. Long shot on Netflix. It's very moving. Larry David's in it, too. He heard the story. He knows the story, and he uh, thinks it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Or what, what does he say? <laughs> what is his thing? I don't really watch that show a whole lot. What is this? He, he doesn't Pre- have a catchphrase, does he? Pretty good or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Long shot on uh, Netflix, great doc, and also uh, at the drive-in on Fandango now and Apple. And Amazon Prime. I mean, don't you even listen to me? Two great docs. Awesome. Two things you never heard of. Well, you heard of one. What? I well, yeah, but I, I mean, only know the story. I didn't know about the documentary about okay. it. So that's great. Congratulations, Joe. I like when you bring things that are watchable. Yeah. I just bring things that I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's you can, okay. You complain about a lot of stuff. But yeah. now now you're going to come and uh, top me with some popular show, I'm sure. Well, yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Joe, do you like uh, two old men sitting around talking? Do I? And I'm not just talking about us. Oh. All right. <laughs> I like those guys in the Muppets that sit in the balcony. Right. Well, that's, that's a good, that's what I have for you. I have the two popes. <laughs> The Netflix original movie starring Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins. Uh. It's two hours and five minutes long. It's like sitting through a church sermon. (laughs) It really is. Like, you feel like you went to church. Okay. It's a bit on the boring side. However, Jonathan (laughs) Price and Anthony Hopkins are fantastic in it. Jonathan Price plays Pope Francis, and Anthony Hopkins is Pope Benedict. I don't know if you follow the Catholic Church. I don't particularly, but I mean, they're the Pope. Yeah. Everyone knows who the popes are. You know what I mean? There's it's like, only oh, one pope at a time, though. There is only one pope. This is called the two popes. This is the Why? transition. Why is it called that? Because uh, Benedict is contemplating retirement. We know what happens. Pope Francis, you know, gets voted in as the new pope. And everyone's like, oh. So it's about the transition of the old way of thinking in the Catholic Church and a new reformed progressive uh, ideology coming through with Pope Francis. It sounds like there's a lot of subtlety in the writing, right? I guess. I don't know. It's got a lot of subtitles. They got Latin in it, okay? They got Spanish, German, English. Like, I put on the captions, oh, and, and I'm like, I just left them on because half the, I'm going to go, did I leave the captions on or not? Because half the movie... Without the captions is subtitled. Was any of it animated? Nothing was animated, unfortunately. I'm sorry. 
it was interesting, but it, it was it was a lot to sit through of two guys sitting around talking that really have nothing in common until you find out, you know, that they, they do have a lot in common, their love for God and trying to do what they think is best for the church and the world at large. And they grow to uh, really respect each other because they don't at the beginning. Okay. So it's like two guys, nothing in common, but then, you know, hilarity ensues and look what they have in common. Ah, <laughs> oh, the two popes. Da dun dun you know. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a wacky comedy. It doesn't sound like a wacky comedy. It's, it's not, not. It's not like it's a very not. subtle drama. It's a subtle drama. They they do there's a lot of flashbacks of uh, Pope Francis and how he became a, a Catholic priest, everything he went through, how he was criticized possibly supporting uh the Argentinian coup in the 70s and how he sort of sided with uh, the generals and he kind of, you know, gets persecuted on that and he feels all this guilt for it and how could I be Pope living with this kind of guilt and it's about acceptance and there's a lot going on in it. It's interesting, but it's just, it. it the, the best part of it, honestly, is the end credits. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't mean the end credits like it's over. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene that they, that they cut with the end credits that is a lot of fun, and you're like, it's it's very human. You you, you tend to think that popes is uh, the popes are are above being people, but they're not. They're just men. They're just two guys, and the very end really illustrates how they're just two men uh, trying to do their best in life. And okay. that was, if you want to watch it, watch the last two minutes. Get right <laughs> to the end credits and go. Oh, this is great. Okay. And the thing is, it started off the opening scene had a lot of humor in it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And then it sort of doesn't really go that way. It becomes, you know, pretty serious. But if you want to see two great performances, especially Jonathan Price for what he had to do, just the different languages he had to speak. I mean, they really, they really embody Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. They do a fantastic job. So I can see why Jonathan Price was nominated for an Oscar for this. It is an outstanding performance. So I'm going to say, I know you just, you know, raised your eyebrows at me. I can't wait for you to finish this. It's going to be Purge. I know. I hate to be a negative Nelly, but I got two Purges, and strangely enough, they both have crucifixes in them. I feel like this is the crucifix episode. Oh, because of Dracula? Because of Dracula. It's like, it's a running motif of both these reviews. It's just like lots of, if you like the crucifix, maybe these are binges, but what can I say? I watched like 10 minutes of this and I I think I literally fell asleep. Uh, Jonathan Price and Brent Spiner, ever seen them in the same room at the same time? No, they're interchangeable. Data from what? Star Trek. I know who you're talking. What? What? Brent Spiner and Jonathan Price? You think they're doppelgangers? I do. I could Weird, be wrong. Weird, man. That I've, I would never, never put those two together. I mean, I, I don't know what... Congratulations for, you know, coming up with that equation. Uh, Jonathan Price, no sense of humor, as proven at the Golden Globes. And uh, Ricky Gervais made a joke about this was a great year for movies about pedophiles. And the two popes. And that some, yeah, bah, yeah. Bah, 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 two popes. I don't remember the first Yeah, the two. rule of threes. We know it. Yeah, and then yeah. they showed him, and he was just not. He didn't even, like, like shrug his shoulders. I agree. He doesn't look like he has much of a sense of humor. Yeah. But yeah, he's a great actor. Sure. All right, and he's great in this. Well, but here's the thing. So I, I do this exercise when I write uh, scripts and stuff where I mark, like, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a event. Right. So like someone eats a sandwich, that's a one. 
aliens invade that's a 10 and everything else is somewhere in between right okay yeah so that's <laughs> yeah it's good i like your scale <laughs> thank you yeah so does does anything in this movie get above a four no i mean also you know what happens and it's just about these two guys that i, I was the pope and now you're the pope and just their little meeting of the minds and the transition of power okay this sounds boring as f i told you it's like going to church well. It's it's like basically going to church on like a Sunday where they're giving you communion and and the priest runs long and you're like oh my god literally oh my god get me out of here I got it I got okay it. okay well speaking of get me out of here yeah let's get out of here message us binge or purge podcast at gmail dot com Instagram at binge or purge podcast Twitter at binge or purge Facebook slash binge or purge. Send us a private email. We'll send you one of these stupid postcards. Yes. Let, yeah. Just say like, I want the demo one for Klaus or I want the politician one from Joe. Yeah. First come first serve. <laughs> we'll yeah, write I you guess. a nice little message. Yeah. We'll draw a wiener on it. Or something. And, and uh, we're paying for the postage. It's on us. It's on us. Yes. 55 cents. You know, I know we spent all the money on this board, but I think we can handle 55 more cents. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, R.I.P. Kobe, those of us who love living in L.A., like Demo and I, for who knows why, but we love it here. You're an icon, and we're going to miss you, man, and, and his daughter and everyone else. Yeah, the, the seven other souls, just truly heartbreaking, devastating, just an epic tragedy. Rest in peace, Kobe. That's it, man. <laughs> All right. All Have right. a good day. Yeah, for, for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.